This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton back in the studio once again. And with me today is uh, my partner in crime many of the times. <laughs> Too many to, 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 uh, to list. Jim Russell is here. He's executive director of the Mental Health 708 Board. Uh, my uh, mental health consultant, my mental health uh, initiative conspirator, um, you name it. Um, and he's getting ready to go on vacation. So he's yeah, he's sure. going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, to have we're, some we're sunshine. Gonna, we're we're, we're happy for him. We're going to take a break. Speaking of mental health. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, Jim. So this is uh, this has been our wow. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it it has. It's been a busy month. It's been a busy week. Um, I'm trying to figure out how retirement actually is supposed to work. Nobody's given me a memo yet, so I seem to be confused. Um, but there are a lot of issues in the month of October that we try to raise awareness about. And we've been trying to do our best, hitting here and there throughout the month on different topics of conversation, from domestic violence. To breast cancer awareness, to suicide prevention, those are the three main ones. And then everything else that kind of falls into all of that. And so it's been a challenge, and we got more to do yet coming up uh, in, the next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. But I wanted you to come on at this point and kind of step back and take a look at the overview. You know, in all of this, all of these issues that we've been talking about, Every single one of them affect the overall mental health of our community. We talk a lot about health statistics. Mm -hmm. We talk about community health. But when you look at the mental health of the community, all this stuff is is playing into this. And so let's talk about that effect. I mean, the overall effect, because it really does have one. Well, uh, more and more people are realizing how... Uh, connected and integrated um, physical health and mental health is. Um, and we're starting to starting to look at it in, in more of a holistic way, considering the, the impact that physical health has on our mental well-being and emotional health and the, the impact that our mental health issues has on our physical health. Um, and you know, in, in the trainings that we do, uh, in one of the videos, uh, Kevin Hines talks about the physical pain mm-hmm. that he suffered because of his mental illness, and a, and a lot of people just don't connect with that. And then, you know, you you've been talking quite a bit about domestic violence and and you know sexual abuse, um, and I've appreciated the the comments that several of your guests have talked about it. It's not. It's not usually about sex when you talk about no, sexual it's assault. It's never about sex. It's actually. about power. Yeah. Um, and the same thing is true in domestic abuse. It's about power and control. Whoever the perpetrator is um, is is out to control that other person, or if it's a family, that whole group of people. Um, and and one of the things to look at as far as you know the sexual abuse and then sexual offenders. Um, there's a predatory part mm. of of that behavior, um, you know. And if you look out, if you look out in the wild, you know, I, I grew up watching the old Mutual of Omaha Animal Kingdom, yeah. 
Um, and, uh, and they would show, they would depict life as it was out in the wild. And you see that predator. predator. Yeah. And when, when that predator goes after something in the herd, that predator goes after the weakest link. So somehow it's, it's almost like a sixth cent sense for some of those who who act in that predatory fashion they can identify that that vulnerable person and that's the person they go after uh, bullies are cowards yeah. i just say that up front yeah but with their cowards but but bullies in high school do not take on the six foot three 220 pound defensive tackle they take on somebody who's weaker than they are whatever way it might be not necessarily physically but in some cases but weaker emotionally or or, or weaker in, in another sense so the bullet doesn't go after the big guy he or she goes after the person they can intimidate i think and, one of the the most insidious parts of some of this um and what makes it so challenging is a lot of the the domestic violence a lot of the lack of conflict resolution is inherent within the environment in which you grow up. And you're either taught to handle things that way or you're not. And we can't seem to break that cycle. So, you know, that's one of the things that I think is so important about the prevention education that uh, Survivors Resource Center does with, with their educators when they go out into the classrooms multiple times to talk to kids to try to help them develop healthy relationships if you can't have a healthy relationship uh, or don't see a healthy relationship if everything you see involves violence in your environment it's going to be hard for you to not react that way we're not i guess it's a, it's what a, i'm trying to a, get to, and awkwardly <laughs> trying to get to um, it's it's a learned behavior it is and 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 that's what disturbs me because conflict resolution is something we can teach Conflict resolution is something we can model. Conflict resolution is something we can do, but we don't get it anywhere. We don't get it from Washington to Springfield to Danville because we're not doing it. Well, so that's disturbing. <laughs> well, and, and you look at, uh, you know, break, break it down to a household. Start, start with that first. If a, if a young person has grown up in a household, in a family unit, where the way to settle things is violence, then he or she grows up in that environment because it's happening to them. They just assume it's happening everywhere else. Sure. And that person, you know. that person who grows up in that environment thinks that's the way everybody handles things. So again, that's, that's the, the way they learn that behavior. You know, you look at child abuse, you look at domestic abuse, you look at you look at poverty. You look at some situations even involving substance abuse. If if it's normal behavior for that family or that person in that family, they don't know that there's any other way to do it. Uh, that that parent who beats their kid. You know, personally, I, I'll, I'll back up a minute. Personally, I'm not opposed to spanking. I don't believe yeah. you should abuse a child. But but that 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 child who grows up Spanking is where not that's, beating. No. Where beating is the response, yeah. that's how he or she thinks it's supposed to be done because that's the way mom and dad or, or caregiver did them. So until they're exposed to something different and learn that there's something else out there, a different way of doing it, they're gonna continue that. 
And, and the same thing is true that victim of domestic abuse doesn't think it would be any better anywhere else. And they just assume that that's the same thing other people are going through. And then they start figuring out, they reach out outside their circle, and they realize not everybody is being treated that way. Then they get a little bit of hope. Uh, but sometimes the, the, the perpetrator of the abuse has their, their claws into them so deeply it takes a while and a lot of effort and a lot of courage to get out. One of the things that's really disturbing in all of this is predation, which you talked about. We have a lot of predatory activity out there, which is kind of stunning to me and uh, how far it's gone. And I think it's been enabled uh, and empowered by social media to some oh, extent. Yeah, uh, yeah. The ability to be a predator now yeah. is so vast yeah. that I don't know how law enforcement is supposed to... Yeah handle all of it i just don't i just it's that big and that's what's i think frightening well and and the people who are using the the social media to 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 become predators can identify the the folks who are on social media who have that um, whatever empty space in their life that they're looking to fill and and they wind up filling it in an unhealthy way Uh, one of my early instructors in my um, master's program um, talked about he believed most of our maladaptive or bad behavior was compensatory. Mm. It was compensating. There, there's, something, there's something we're missing That's a good in, in our life, yeah. and we're compensating for what's Which missing. Which makes sense because it's also giving us some power and control over other people. Yeah. We feel like we're lacking that. In some ways, so it does make sense. Right, it really but does but what happens sometimes is that compens- compensation behavior takes advantage of other exactly. people, yeah. or it's, it's well, bad more than behavior. likely it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. In the studio this morning, we're kind of wrapping up some of the things that are going on this month, and they're going to continue to go on next month in terms of domestic violence, breast cancer awareness, suicide prevention. All of these have a mental health element. So I want to veer off violence for a minute. Not that that isn't the fun thing to talk about. Um, but let's talk about something as simple. Well, it's not simple. Please excuse me. That was, that was very wrong for me to say that. But something as basic as cancer and the fear of cancer mm-hmm. and uh, trying to convince women to, to, to get mammographies and to get screened in time. To me, so much of that really is about the fear. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid of things sometimes that instead of actually doing it and getting an answer, we'd rather sit there. Well, I'll I'll do it sometime, and yeah. I'm sure it's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll I haven't felt anything, so I'm sure it's okay. Yeah. It's a very scary thing, and all you have to do is face your fear. And I think that's a, mentally that is a very hard thing for most of us to do in most situations. Well, you you hear that word, sure. you don't you don't want to hear it from your doctor's lips no, talking you to you, because it is scary. But um, one of, one of the things that that's how do you say something that's positive about cancer? But but one of the advances is the treatment that's been developed in in the last few years, and the ongoing treatment and the ongoing advances in treatment. Um, and you know, and well, everybody who knows me knows that that cancer has has definitely touched 
our lives personally. I don't know because, anybody that it hasn't. Well, my, I'm sure my they're first, out there in good forum. My first wife died of breast cancer when she was 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's real. Um, and there's a, um, there's a family history, um, and that uh, that again is a, is a predictor. It's not a guarantee, but again, it's, it's a predictor. So, um, you know, it's 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 either deal deal with the issue and get the treatment that's available, or to to put it bluntly, start staring death in the face. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's serious. What and I'm it in- is, it is, it is, it it does affect you mentally. It does because it, well, it puts fear, anxiety, sure, um, all those. And you know what? Uh, the reality is nobody talks about it. But the reality is, even if they catch it early, and and they can treat it early, you will always have that fear in the back of your mind. It's not going right. to go away. So right. you have to learn how to deal with that, so it doesn't right. affect your day to day mental health life that's well, just the reality of it well it, it it also comes down to something that's basic um, but again basic but not simple all of us have to get to the point of recognizing the difference between the things we can do something about yeah. and the things we can't <laughs> and then seizing oh, the things we can do something about by the horns and doing everything we can I think about that, those things. I think that's one of the hardest things well, any of yeah. us have to and face. Then, it really ex- is. Except the things I can't change. Yep. Uh, you know, well, why can't I change it? Then people expend a whole lot of energy trying to change something they can or spend a whole lot of energy worrying about something that they can't do anything about, yeah. and it, it, it exhausts them. Well, and I want to put in this plug on Tuesday – Tanya Hill, who's the uh, director out at the DAC Foundation, and uh, Danielle Watson will be here in the studio. And they'll be telling their stories, uh, what they experienced by being diagnosed with breast cancer and surviving it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Please tune in and and join us. Let's veer off that and head towards... touch on one thing real quick. Okay, you got it. And that's the, the family. Yeah, that's involved and how it impacts sure. and affects them too, and and that can be a heavy load to carry as well. Absolutely, we we need to do more as a society to support people who are going through struggles, and, and not just the physical. We're struggles. not good at that. Yeah, no. yeah, we no. got it. We we really have to work on that. And and that said, then the that final step that is one of the big concerning areas is suicide, uh, which we see too much of now as an option and. It shouldn't be, no. but it is the no hope left option no. that some people choose, and that's why it's so important for us to be aware of the changes in somebody. So if you've got a friend or a family member that all of a sudden starts acting differently, you need to have a conversation no. with them. It's You don't have to solve it. You don't have to give them therapy, but just talk to them. No. Any kind of change in a pattern of behavior is an indication that something is going on. The something may be financial change in their life. It, the something may be they've got a new boss at work and they're having to adjust to that. The something may be, you know, it, it may be one of a thousand things. But if you don't ask the question, you, you don't find out. And if you ask the question and, and it leads to something that looks like, possible depression or looks like somebody may be contemplating suicide, then there's resources to go to and, and there's there's help to get. 
and and we need to identify and know those resources and and know that it's okay to to talk to people and, and ask the question are you okay are you struggling how can i help and that's why one of the that's why i think uh, the the mental health first aid training be it for adult or kids is so critically important because it really does raise your own just as a private citizen it raises your your awareness factor like whether it's about your god kids your grandkids your your own kids whatever mm-hmm. or uh the adults in your life that you mm-hmm. you share life with uh it allows you to have that awareness of what to look for mm-hmm. and then how to react because I really believe most of the time people are well-intentioned and they don't mean to let people down, mm-hmm. but they're afraid. Yeah. They're afraid. If I see you acting differently, Jim, it makes me a little unsure. I'm not sure well, what's, and you're, what's you're, going on with Jim. I don't know. And if I ask him, what's he going to say? Yeah, that, that's, that's the fear factor. That's the big that's fear. The fear factor. What are you going to say? Are you going to tell me you really do need help and you're messed up? And then I go... Oh, my God, what do I do now? Yeah, and that's what the training helps yeah. do. Yeah. It helps provide the answer to that and question. And, you know, some of that, you don't even need the training. You just need common sense and well, <laughs> to realize all you have to do is say, let's talk for a minute and see what we can figure out. That's all you got to do. But but then somebody uses the word suicide or they use the word kill, mm-hmm. um, and then we panic. Panic. Because we we don't know now what to do. Now it's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. it's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it is, you know. Uh, yeah. When you now, when I, I when I ask you that question, are you okay? Now all of a sudden it's on me and it's my problem too, because I'm now faced with the reality that you're struggling with something. So now what do I do? Come so to the training. Like, yeah. You'll find out. <laughs> I mean, and and I I say that in, in all seriousness. No, that's true. Um, I mean, we've had. We've had people call us back or text us or, or email us back after they've gone through the training, and they say, if it's directed to Beth, they say her or to me, and say, Jim, I, I talked to a friend, a, a coworker, a student who you know, I, I saw was really struggling, and I was able to use what I learned in that training, and it really helped. And we've we've had conversations with people who say, you know, it's it's not that they were contemplating suicide, but they were just upset. They were and distressed. They were just, yeah, and I was able to help them. Yeah, yeah. And, what a and that's cool a good thing. feeling. That's a good what feeling. What a cool thing. Chatting with Jim uh, Russell, who is head of the Mental Health Seven Eight Board, uh, mental health uh, consultant and conspirator in a in a lot of projects. Uh, and Jim was kind enough to come in. I just wanted to take a moment here in the middle of the month to kind of pause and look at all these topics we've been trying to uh, talk about and bring you information about and the stories about so you understand what people go through. And, and they're stunning. And, and sometimes we get, I think, too caught up in the numbers. How many people are doing drugs? And, oh, my gosh, tis, 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 isn't that awful? Or how many people are committing suicide, tisk, tisk, tisk. When you hear the stories that happen behind these situations, whatever they are, and certainly behind domestic violence as we had with the Castleberries, you start to realize um, we're people, we're humans, we don't always do everything the best way. And we're struggling. I mean, this is a time right now, I think this is a difficult time. We have struggles in politics, which I can't even get my head around. I mean, I'm serious. This has reached such an insane level now 
that it doesn't even make any sense. Mm. Both parties, I think they're nuts. <laughs> um, and so yeah. that's there in the background. We don't, you know, it's not like everybody's uh, in angst over that in particular, but it's there. Yeah. You know, it's, there's always conflict. Everywhere we look, we're faced with conflict now. And I think that bleeds down to our everyday life more than we realize. Maybe. Well, uh, Cheap psychology. <laughs> well, Five cents. I'm Lucy. I've got yeah, my stand. Go. Yeah. There you go. Um, but in a, in, a, in a very real way, the people who are in the public light are role models, whether they intend to be, whether we want them to be or not. And, you know, we see, again, that that child who grows up in that family who sees conflict resolution, meaning dad grabs something and hits mom with it. We see the, the populace watching some politicians and, and the way you, you resolve the conflict is to, to destroy the person who disagrees with we you. We see Maybe John not Gruden physically. making $100 million to coach a football team sending pictures of half-naked women. No. You know, I mean, I'm serious. No. This is one more thing you go... Seriously? Well, this is what you're doing? Part, part of that. And, and, and here, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> the whole vaccine thing. So, yeah, I mean, here, you know. here, here, here I'll cross the line a little bit between what I do in the offices as uh, the Vermillion Mental Health Board, Vermillion County Mental Health 708 Board, and what I do in ministry. And it has to do with the value systems. Yeah. Uh, Where, we, where's it really, go? We've really skewed our, our value <laughs> system. And we, we've gotten to the point that, that what, is, um, what is manifested, what is demonstrated by people who are celebrities for whatever reason, and there's some people who are celebrities, I'm thinking, what do they ever do? <laughs> who, who is this? <laughs> yeah. But, but we've, we've, we've placed our value system in a lot of cases on what folks who are prominent, whether it's entertainment, sports, politics. And that's the wrong place to look at it. We, we need to be looking at the, the mom and dad in the neighborhood who are raising their kids to their best of the ability, trying to be good role models for those children, supporting the teachers as they're doing the tough job that, that the teachers are doing in their educational system. We need to be providing those supports that all of those people need to, to keep doing their jobs. And and we need to look at and here's a here's a topic for a later <laughs> program, but we can demonstrate. You were talking about prevention earlier. We can demonstrate. We can prove how one dollar of prevention spent, you know, five miles upstream, can prevent five dollars of response, yeah. so let's critical response. Yeah. But it's hard to get that message across. We're uh, almost out of time, so we'll have well, to take that one on the next time. Hey, real quick, um, uh, first aid training. Give you a chance for a plug on that because it really, I don't care who you are, where you're living, what you're doing. This is great training. Take a day and, and listen to this stuff and understand what you can do. It'll make you a better person. I guarantee that. The next adult training is scheduled for the 26th, which is a Tuesday, from 830 to 5 at uh, the health department building. Uh, call Beth at 516-2298 to get more information. And we've got some scheduled in November and December. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you being here. I really do. And thank you for 
being uh, my shoulder to lean on. I, th- I, I really appreciate that. Have a safe weekend. Uh, join, join us on Monday. We'll be talking to Dr. Dwight Lucas II about diversity and equity at DACC and across our community. So join us on Monday on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.